Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another episode right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on this week, we're going to continue in the series entitled The Atmosphere of Miracles. Today's subtitle is The Working of Miracles. And let me tell you, as a born-again believer, you are authorized to perform miracles. Jesus will still work through his body to effect a change in the earth today. Believe me, it is actually true. God will be working with you to perform signs and wonders to let the world know that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I can't wait for you to hear the entire message. Don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can hear today's message in its entirety and the entire series. Just log on today at www.kingdomrock.org. Click on the series title, The Atmosphere of Miracles. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, The Working of Miracles, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. This morning, we're going to be going, continuing in the series entitled, anybody know? Ah, yes, the atmosphere of miracles. This will be part number three in the series. Remember, if you have not heard part two and part one, you're welcome to go online and get the messages there or uh, get grab one of the CDs maybe from the table here or they may be in the food bank facility. But make sure that you uh, receive those if you haven't heard those, because this is an extremely important message. And those of you online, don't forget, uh, you can also hit the donation button, the donate button on the uh, top, top right hand corner of the screen if you're, if you're watching by way of computer. Or if you're watching by way of the app, the Kingdom Rock app, you can hit the donate button there and you can give into the service uh, because you're a part of this family as well. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have any special oil to give you uh, from the Holy Land. I, I don't have any special water to give you from the Holy Land. I don't have any rocks to give you or dirt to give you from Jerusalem. I don't have any all of that stuff. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, we do have oil from the Holy Land if you would like. <laughs> That's right, Diane has some oil from the Holy Land if you would like that. Uh, if, so if you want to give and put in your note, I want some oil from the Holy Land. We can hook you up with Diane. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I have no special offers. I just want you to give as God has blessed you. Amen. 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 All right, here we go. Uh, the atmosphere of miracles, part three. Now, one would ask the question, what is the purpose? And I always have to ask God the question, why are we in this message entitled the atmosphere of miracles? Well, let me tell you this. Miracles are our legacy. Our legacy. That is, it is, it is a work that we will leave behind for the next generation. You're working not only for yourself, but for the next generation. You're leaving something behind. This, it is our miracle, rather, it is our legacy. It is our right. It is our responsibility. And it is our heritage as sons of God. It is our heritage. Miracles. Now, remember the Lord Jesus gave us the prayer, the model prayer, and, he, and in the model prayer, he said to us to pray, Our Father, uh, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth, On earth as it is in heaven. in heaven. It is our responsibility to show the world heaven. Yes. That's a big statement, isn't it? We are the ones who actually know the creator of the universe. We're not serving a wooden idol or a, a demon on a stick. Amen. We're not serving things that were made of wood or, like we said, stone or something that somebody made up. Our God, your God, your father is the one who created everything. And we also have fallen humanity that have gone away. They're out of relationship with him. They're out of fellowship with him. Now, you know him. And they have lost contact with him. It is your responsibility because you know him to reconcile them to him. This is why we're in this um, 
this study of miracles, the atmosphere of miracles. Understand, um, as we're talking about miracles, we are, uh, we will be getting into the word deeper and deeper, but understand something that the kingdom of God is not only in word, but it is also in power and in demonstration of that power. Furthermore, whenever the gospel was preached in the word, it was never without power. But in today's society today, some will tell you that miracle signs and wonders have gone away. There's no such thing as miracle signs, wonders anymore. No such thing as that anymore. But that is not biblical. Wherever the kingdom of God was preached, there was always signs and wonders following. Someone said, well, you know, once we get to heaven, I understand that pastor we have great authority in Christ and, 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 you know, God gives us power. But won't that be for after once we get to heaven? Listen, there won't be any demons in heaven. There won't be any sickness or disease or cancer in heaven. If I need the power of God anywhere, I need it now. Here's where I'm facing demons. Here's where I'm facing devils. Here's where we're facing sickness and disease right here. So I need the power of God here. We need the power of God now. People are blowing up people in Paris. You've heard about that. And there are going to be more and more of that. And we need the power of God now. We need the atmosphere of miracles now, not later. We need them now. Think of of it this way. When the kingdom of God is preached, now I'm not just talking about preachers either, because really, truth be told, all of you are ministers. If you're born of God, born again, you are a minister. We're all servants of God, ministers, minister, first of all, to him, then to each other. So we don't look for a special title or for a plaque or for a certificate. All of you, Christ has made you a minister. He's made you a servant. And all of you are authorized to perform miracles. Think about it this way. Uh, as As a bird. Birds fly with how many wings? Normally two wings, right? Right? One wing is word. The other wing is power. That is, we will demonstrate what the Lord is speaking. There's always a demonstration, always has to be a demonstration. Even in your personal lives, as you pray and talk to God, you study the word of God. Don't you want to see miracles in your own life? Yes. Don't you want to see a move of God, a supernatural move of God in your own life? Yes. How dull will it be? How uh, viciously dull would it be to serve a God that you can't feel? To serve a God who does nothing for you, who won't answer any prayers. There is word and there is and there is power. So all of you should be always in expectation of the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Are you understanding? Remember the old African proverb blesses a man who expects nothing for he shall not be disappointed. Are you hearing? Let me give you a few verses to consider. Uh, you can write these down. Luke 4, verse 32. Luke 4, 32 says that when Jesus preached, it says here in verse 32, he says, and they were astonished at his doctrine for his word was with power. I love that. His word was with power. Also, 1 Corinthians 4 and 20. I'll give you a moment to flip after a while, but right now, just write these down if you would like. We'll get the CD later on. First Corinthians 420 says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power, not merely in word, but it is in power. Luke 24, verse 49, Luke 24, verse 49 says this. And behold, I send the promise of the father unto you, but tarry ye in, but tarry ye, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. In other words, disciples, the Lord Jesus Christ speaking here, disciples, apostles, you've got word, but don't go with just word only. Wait until wait in Jerusalem until you also receive power. This is when we're going to take off. This is when we're going to take flight when there is word and power. So as you go forth in that great commission, 
Remember, the Lord Jesus told us to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. All of us are commissioned to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're all commissioned to preach not only with word, but also with also with power. And I love Romans 8, uh, Romans 8, 16 through 19. Listen to what it says here. Romans 8, the 16th chapter, rather Romans 8 chapter, verse 16 through 19. This is what it says. The spirit itself or himself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Not will be. We are right now. Those of you that are born again believers, you are already a child of God. It says in verse 17, and if children, then heirs. Say with me, I'm an heir. You know what that means? You're an heir. Uh, think about if if, if uh, cousin Rudemacher, rich rich cousin Rudemacher, you know he's a billionaire, cousin Rudemacher, and you know he has all money and land, all this sort of stuff, and he died and he left a will, and the things that he left you in his will are what's called inheritance. That makes you an heir. Your name is written in the will. That is, you are an heir of something that he has left to you. Amen. Only thing that uh, only thing that was a problem, if if Rude, if cousin Rudemacher was still alive, you could not inherit it. But once uh, old billionaire cousin Rudemacher, once he died, party's on. Right. Oh, we're so sad for cousin Rude, cousin Rudebaker, Rudemacher. <laughs> He died, but oh, he left us something in his will. We're an heir. Okay, we're an heir. Guess what? Jesus Christ died on the cross. And he rose again the third day. And because of his death, we have become heirs. And because of his life, he has the ability now to give you to enforce his own will. Think about uh, someone, when cousin Rudemacher, when he died... He could not enforce his own will. Right. He can't enforce it. He's in the grave. He's dead, dead. He's not going to move. He's dead until the resurrection, of course. But anyway, he's dead. He cannot enforce his own will. So he has to leave his will with uh, with an executor, with an attorney. And that attorney will come in and enforce the will and says you uh, and says, um, let's see, uh, Belinda, he left you one million dollars in a jet. It's in the will. It's in the will. Uh, Diane, he left you a new pair of shoes. It's in the will. And a house. You an heir. Are you hearing me? You're an heir. And he said, everybody that attended service at Kingdom Rock that day, all got $15 million. <laughs> my name is in the will. Turn to the name and tell him, my name is in the will. And because it's in the will, that means you are an heir. You stand to inherit something. So grab a hold of this verse again. It says, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of who? Heirs of God. And joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. That means that there's something that the Lord Jesus received that I'll also receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't that something? Amen. He received something. I'm a joint heir with him. I'll receive some of what he has received. Praise God. Amen. Oh, just give me a, a fraction of a percent of what he received. Amen. He's got everything. Yeah. He ascended above all heavens. He has all power. And he said that we God, it it pleases God the Father that we be joint heirs with him. That we receive a portion of what Jesus has received. We're his body. Amen. And he said, and joint heirs of Christ, it says, if so be that we suffer with him. Uh, that we may be also glorified together. Verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is glory that is being revealed in you. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. There's glory in you. Glory will be revealed in you. And that glory is being revealed in you right now. 
I'm glad you're excited about that. The glory, say with me, the glory of God God is being revealed in me right now. now. The atmosphere of miracles miracles is being revealed in me right now. now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because if there was ever a time that the world needed to see the real Jesus, it's right now. At this moment. So I say to you again, it is your legacy. It is your right. It is your responsibility. It is your heritage as sons of God to show the world who Jesus really is. The spirit of God, listen to me, the spirit of God is raising up the body of Christ right now. Isaiah 60 says, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I'm telling you right now, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost is raising up the body of Jesus Christ. And soon and very soon, all creation will see and hear Christ. They will hear him roar through you. And they'll know what really being a Christian really is. As the Holy Spirit of God raises his body up. Now understand something. Do you know, let me remind you who you really are. Every once in a while I need to step back and remind you who and what you really are. Understand something. You were destined that you were uh, designed for destiny. You were created to conquer. You were raised to rule. You are developed or you were developed to demonstrate the power of the presence of the Prince of Peace. You were made to march upon the hounds of hell, causing them to submit to the superiority of the sovereignty of the Savior. Don't you realize that the blood of the boundless flows through your eternal veins and through the wisdom of he that is that is infinity, your life will never be the same. You are the Christ glorifier, the devil chaser, the praise raiser, and you are a life saver. You are the wealthy warrior sent forth to wage war with the wicked and to free and and to free those that are fearful from the reign of the ruthless. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And because of him, you will tell the world his redemptive story. So rise up and proclaim that Christ is the great king. For I tell you, before it's all over, they'll all bow before him. They'll all bow before Christ and declare that he is the one who reigns indeed. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. That's really who you are. Don't you understand that as Jesus prayed, he prayed that we would be one with him. I say with me, I am one with God. You say, this is really too much, Pastor. I'm just telling you what your Bible says. We're just foolish enough to believe it or wise enough to believe it, should I say. You are one with God. And let me remind you again that when uh, the Lord Jesus told the disciples, Philip asked him, Lord, show us the father that it suffices us. He said, have I been so long with you, Philip, and you have not seen the father? He says, if you've seen me, you've seen God. If you've seen me, you've seen God. And today, the body of Christ, we can say that that say that the same thing. If you've seen the body of Christ, you've seen Jesus. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen God. It's in the lineage. It's in our heritage. It is your right to look like Christ. It is your right to walk as Christ, to walk like him in the earth. It is your right to perform miracles, signs and wonders, because didn't the Lord Jesus tell you? He said, uh, the works that I do shall you do also, because I go unto my father and greater works shall you do. Right. He said, it's your right. It is your right. It is your right. And people need to see Christ now. They need to see the demonstration of Christ now. It is your right to move in step and in timing with the Holy Spirit. Because those who are led of the Spirit are the sons of God. And Courtney gave a great example of how she was led of the Spirit to give that young lady a word. And you saw the results of that. Hallelujah. It is your right to be led by God. Every single day of your life, it is your right. It's time for us to gain hold of our inheritance and remember who you really are.
This is not just in word, but it's in power. Always be in expectation of miracles. Now, last week we talked about uh, how miracles related to prayer. We're going to go just do a little bit about that again today. There's so much I can give you. Let's just go on until the Lord says stop. How about that? Is that okay with you? Miracles in prayer. What is prayer? Let me go back over a few of these again. What is prayer? Prayer is communing with God. That is talking to God. It's a time to make your, your request known to God and to build or cultivate an intimate relationship with him as father through our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our mediator. Does that sound heady to you? Can, can we understand that? Listen, prayer is also an opportunity given to all humans to bask in the presence of the Lord, to receive an impartation of his essence, of the essence and very nature of God. Let me say that again. Prayer is also an opportunity given to all humans, given to the human race to bask in the presence of God and to receive an impartation of his essence and to receive his nature. Think about if someone's outside, let's say they're sunbathing for some reason. I don't know why they were doing it right now. It's kind of, it's kind of cold. You see them basking in the rays of the sun. They're receiving of the warm sunlight. They're receiving of it. And when we are in prayer, that's the time that we bask in the presence of the Lord. You could see if you could see an invisible stream of glory as you're down on your knees, as you're laying before the Lord, as you're as you're standing in his presence, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, as you're basking in his presence. Sometimes you're just going to be silent and just receive of him. You're just waiting in his presence and you're receiving from him. You're basking in his presence and the very essence of God, the very nature of God is being imparted into you as you're right there in prayer. Sometimes you feel they say goosebumps all over you. It's the presence of the Lord changing you, changing you, changing you. But see, when prayer is perverted, it becomes a time to dump off the things that you want and then you say amen and leave. Do you understand? Prayer is like a good two-way conversation. All, really, all conversations should be two ways. But you know people that just says everything, everything. They don't give you any, they don't give you time to say anything. They say, don't you remember that? What did, what did? You say, uh, oh yeah, don't forget that. You know, they keep going and 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 going. You know, and some of you have experienced as well, when you're talking to someone on the phone, you can actually put the phone down and walk away, wash dishes, iron a few shirts, and come back to the phone and say, oh, yes, yes, right. And it's still going on without you. Oh, my Lord. That's not prayer. Remember, prayer is always a two-way communication. You're speaking to the Father, and He is speaking to you. He is imparting to you. Many times you may not hear His voice, but you you should be able to experience His presence because it is your right as a son of God, as a child of God. It is your right as an heir for you to live what's called also, and we'll get to this some other time, for you to live an ascended life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is, you live above the earthly restraints. The Lord Jesus, our chief example, hallelujah, our elder brother, our God, our Savior, our King, left us examples that we could follow. He lived above the natural constraints or laws of this world. He walked on water. (laughs) That's living above. He interrupted funeral processions. And raise them up right there. Are you hearing? He lived above the natural constraints of this life. And I'm fully convinced that unless we live in that same way, uh, that we are living well beneath our privileges. That we're not receiving our full inheritance. Hallelujah. Now, it may take you a lifetime maybe to get to that point. But I believe that if we continue to seek God, 
we continue to seek him and stay within his presence, that we will live that ascended life. Amen. Does that make sense to you? Some people say, oh, Pastor, you may be speaking above people's heads. I don't know. I pray that makes sense to you. Are you are you hearing? Now, listen. So, again, uh, now, as we talk about miracles, understand something. Many times as we pray, it will involve us, uh, like we said, sitting still and being quiet before the Lord. Um, And other times it will involve us speaking what God is saying as we hear the divine echoes from the throne of God. Uh, given to us or spoken to us by the Spirit of God. And we call this spirit-to-spirit communication. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you what the Father is saying, when he speaks to your human spirit, and you just begin to know this is what God is saying. You know this is what God is saying. Again, this is your right as well. You have a right to commune with your Heavenly Father. You have a right to talk to him, and you have a right for him to talk to you. Are you hearing? All right. Now, when we are in the presence, uh, when we're in the Lord's presence, it directly changes us. And when we speak his word, it not only changes us, but it also changes the atmosphere and shapes the world around us. So sometimes you're in prayer, you'd be silent and you're hearing from God. You're just not saying anything. You're just not saying anything. And you're hearing from the Lord. You're feeling his presence. Other times you're going to speak what he, uh, what, the, what the spirit of God tells you to speak at that moment. You'll be praying for so-and-so. Somebody's face will just come up before you and you begin to pray for that person at that moment. Amen. As you pray for them, don't you understand the angels are, are getting involved and, and things are beginning to happen? As you're just staying right there, the Holy Spirit will just show you people, show you situations. And you begin to, to speak and you begin to pray what the Father puts in your heart about that person. Even if it's only, Lord, just touch him, Lord, heal him, Lord, deliver them. And you begin to speak what's on the father's mind as you're praying for that person. At other times, you will be uh, you'll say what the father says in the word. You declare what he says in the Bible. You declare the word of God over situation. All of this is called prayer. Are you understanding? But just to dump a dump truck of your problems on God and walk away. Yeah. Oh boy. Indeed. Jean. That's not true prayer. You've missed something. You're missing. Prayer is not a dumping time. You've missed something. If your prayer is a time of dumping, that's probably why you remain in the same situation because you've not allowed God to give you an answer. We've just quoted our problems over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And God said, okay, this is what you need to do. Where are you going? Wow. Okay. Well, I'll try, I'll try to tell them when they, I'll try to tell them next Sunday at church. Well, where are they? Well, well, I'll try to give them a CD. Uh, I'll listen to it next time, Bash. I'll listen to it next time. I got it. Uh, I'll try to do this. I'll, I'll try to get the answer to you, but we're just so busy that we don't listen. If prayer is a dumping time for you, if it's only a dumping time, if it's not time of, of worship, if, if it's not a time of communion, then it could be re- this could be a reason why we're still in the same fix. We haven't t- taken a time to hear his response. So I'll tell you when you go home. When you go home this evening, uh, just take a moment and be silent before the Lord. And just say, Lord, all right, I want to hear from you. Just be silent before the Lord. Are you hearing? Now, let's try to go on for a moment. Now, the working of miracles does not always require us to pray. We said said this before you last time. Does not always require us to pray. But in every case, almost every case, it will require an act of faith, a believing in God. As the source of miracles. Are you hearing? As a matter of fact, there are four ways that I have found that the father will authorize miracles. Now, remember, miracles is a divine is a divine interruption of the natural flow of events. Let me say that again. A miracle is a divine interruption of a natural flow of events. When someone needs a miracle, let's say in the case of death. 
A miracle would be where the situation is turned around and they're, they're no longer on life support or someone is raised from the dead uh, where their life was not meant to end at that moment. And so a miracle would be turning that thing around. It's a divine interruption. Some people die prematurely. But you are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You are authorized to bring to the world divine interruptions. I want somebody to really take a hold of that. You're authorized by God to perform miracles. Whether you're seven or 70, you're authorized by God to perform miracles because they're crying out right now. God, I need a miracle. God, I need a change. Death was never supposed to happen. Never supposed to happen. But because sin entered in with Adam and Eve, death came in because of sin. Are you understanding? Now, there are conditions for miracles. Let me say this for a moment. One condition for a miracle is that it must be in the will of God. How do you know if it's in his will? First of all, you're going to seek the father. You're going to pray, Lord, is this your will for the situation? If it's not readily spoken of in his word, if it's not, if you cannot find it in, in his word, then you've got to seek his spirit. Is this in your will? If someone passes or, or is on their deathbed, you're going to have to ask the spirit of God, Lord, is it time for a resurrection? Do I raise them up? Do, uh, is it, is it their time? If it's their time, you can shunda, shunda, hunda, hunda all you want to. You can pray in the spirit all you want to. If it is their time, it is their time. Are you hearing? If it is their time. But if it is not their time, if they have not been satisfied with long life, Psalm 91, then we can intervene and have a divine interruption. But there are conditions of miracles. Make sure, first of all, it's in the will of God. And secondly, you got to seek God. Lord, is this what you want in this situation? Okay. All right. But there are four, four ways that the Father has authorized us to perform miracles. And we'll talk about a few of these and then we'll close out today. Are you still with me? Now you need to know this. I know I'm not jumping around swinging on a chandelier. But I've noticed, I thought about this. I thought about this. Uh, at least I thought about this. When people are diffusing a bomb on television, on movies, I don't see the person trying to tell them how to defuse a bomb. I don't see them jumping and shouting. I see them very calm and very collected. Cut the blue wire. Cut the red wire. I don't see them jumping up and shouting all over the place because there's something that's about to happen and you got to get this instruction. So I'm trying to tell you, get ready to cut the blue wire. We'll jump and we'll shout and we'll run all over the place later on. But right now, you've got to understand your inheritance. Oh, see, Gene say yellow wire. You better watch it. So it's going for a little bit further, okay? There are four ways that I found that the Father has authorized miracles. One of the authorized the performing of miracles. Number one, it is through prayer. Not all miracles will require prayer, but sometimes you're going to pray for a miracle. Are you hearing? Secondly, uh, miracles are performed by a sovereign act of God. Remember, a sovereign act of God is when the Lord does it and you have nothing to do with it. It's just the Lord intervening and it's happening. The thirdly, third reason we're going to see is by decree. You as a son of God, remember the word son does not denote gender, not talking about whether you're male or female. Son is a title. Son of God. It's a title. Just like president. There can be a female president or a male president. Just president. Okay? Son of God is a title. It means child of God. Doesn't denote whether you're male or female. So you as a son of God are authorized to make decree or command and miracles will happen. And then the fourth, which I really, I really like this one. I like them all. But the fourth one is uh, miracles can be performed through contact with an anointed vessel. 
by contact with the anointed with an anointed vessel. As people come in contact with you. We're going to look at these that the Lord so choose and desire. Let's look at the word. Let's look at the miracles through uh, declaration, through uh, decree. By standing on the word of God as law and enforcing his will or his command through a decree. You're going to decree a thing and it will be established as an authorized agent. Now, the word decree means an official order issued by a legal authority. An official order issued by a legal authority, someone who stands in authority. If you don't stand in authority, you cannot decree. If you're not under authority, you cannot decree. Your authority, would you won't have any. You have to be under authority to be in authority. Tell your neighbor, you have to be under authority to be in authority. Now, again, as born again believers, we have the right and privilege to use the name of Jesus. And according to Revelation 1, 6, we have been made kings and priests. So I want you to consider these following verses. Now, let's go to Matthew 8. Let's go to Matthew 8 real quick. Matthew 8. Are y'all getting anything out of this today? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. You are an ambassador. You are literally a son of God. You are one with God. What Jesus prayed has come to pass and is coming to pass. He prayed, Father, let them be one. One. Scripture says in um, John 15, the Lord said, I am the vine. You are the branches. We are connected to him. He is the source of all things. In every branch that I see on a tree, if it is healthy, if it is connected to that tree, if it's connected to the trunk of that tree, it receives from the tree. It receives from the tree. It receives life from the trunk, if you will. It receives life from it. You are connected with Christ, connected with life itself, life himself. Let's let that sink in. We need to meditate on these words. God said, you, he said, I am the vine. You are the branches. You are divinely connected with God. In other words, you are authorized by God to pull from him, to pull life from him, pull strength from him, pull peace from him, pull love from him. Whatever you need and whatever others need around you, you are authorized. God said, pull from me, pull from me. Because understand, uh, fruit grows on the branches and it's growing off of you to feed the nations. So it's your responsibility to pull from God that fruit may grow from you to feed the nations. In other words, let the fruit of joy grow on you. So when someone is depressed around you, they can eat of that joy and be strengthened. Let the fruit of love grow from you. So when they're around you, they can feel that love and they can rejoice. Is that, does that make sense to you? Amen. I don't want to go too far with you today, so we just go a little bit further. Matthew 8, 2, verse 2 and 3, this is what it says. It says, and behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now here is an example. I'm about to give you some examples of decreeing. Not necessarily miracles through prayer, but miracles by decree. In other words, miracles by command. The Lord Jesus did some things. I want you to see it. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. He said by command, be clean. And it happened. Uh, Let's look at, uh, let's go step on down to verse 13. Matthew 8, verse 13, and it says, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed uh, in the selfsame hour. Miracles by decree. You can write this down, John 5, verses 7 through 9. The Lord Jesus uh, talks to the impotent man at the pool. And he asked the man, do you want to be made whole? And he said, sir, I have no man to, uh, when the water's troubled uh, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. 
Listen to what Jesus said in verse number eight. Jesus said unto him, rise. Here's the command. Take up, take up thy bed and walk. And what happened? And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And it was on the Sabbath day. Uh, you can write this down. Uh, Luke 610. Just trying to cement these points into you. Luke 610 says this. And looking around about them all, he said unto them, he said unto the man, man that had the withered hand, he said, stretch forth thy hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored whole as the other. So he didn't he didn't necessarily touch the man or say, come on, let's pray together. He spoke it. Stretch forth your hand. Take up your bed and walk. Be healed. Be cleansed. And it happened. And uh, the apostles picked this up in Acts, the third chapter, verse six, um, verse six and seven. It says this. And Peter, Peter said to the um, to the man that was lame standing at the gate or kneeling at the gate, he said, uh, silver and silver and gold. Have we none? But such as we have, we give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he reached out his hand. He picked him up and boom, immediately his ankle bones received strength. God has given you the ability to say, and we understand, too, that demons aren't necessarily prayed out. They are cast out by command. You have the authority to command. And what you say would be established. The more time you spend in God, the more time you spend in his presence, the more time you allow yourself to just be immersed in him. You say, I don't know how to do that. Well, just start and the spirit of God will walk you through the process. The more time you spend with him, the more authority he gives you to affect a change in this current reality. Are you with me? Let's just go another five or ten minutes. Then we'll close out today. Is that okay? Let's talk briefly now about miracles through contact. Miracles can be experienced through contact uh, with or in connection with with the invisible virtue or the anointing of God. When the anointing is present within and is overflowing out of a believer, uh, the power of God will affect a situation. There is a time, hear me, there is a time when the anointing of God is upon you, is in you, and then it comes upon you, he comes upon you. And when someone simply touches you, Power begins to flow. Now, we know this in the case of the Lord Jesus um, with the woman of the issue of blood in Luke, the eighth chapter. I won't get it, but Luke eight, the woman comes back behind the Lord and says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Right. That was her faith. The Lord didn't stop and say a, a word of prayer with her. Lord, uh, Father, I pray that you uh, heal this woman right now. No, she touch, she made connection with the invisible. And immediately her body was healed. Uh, let me give you another example. Another example of that. And uh, in Matthew 14, verse 35 and 36, listen, listen to how it reads. And when uh, the men of that place had knowledge of him, they, they, um, they sent out all of the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased or sick. Talking about Jesus. When they found that Jesus was present, they went around to find people that were sick. And listen to verse 36. Listen to what they asked here. And they besought or they begged Jesus. They begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. There was power, there was virtue that came out of him. Now, remember, Jesus is our perfect example, our example. He shows us, he shows you and I what we can be. Jesus shows you what you can become. You can tweet that one, Kelly. He shows you what you can become. He is the goal. Now, I have had several occasions. Now, I'm closing now. I've had on several occasions where I have uh, walked by individuals not knowing 
not knowing that uh, now if you're spiritually sensitive and attuned as the Lord was, as the Lord is, he knew when the lady touched him immediately, he knew that power virtue had gone out of him. He was very spiritually in tune. I am trying to get there. So sometimes I don't know, but afterwards I'll feel weakened and not know why. Why am I feeling so weak? Several times I walked by an individual and uh, just just chap, just touched him on the shoulder, just touched him on the shoulder. And the power of God was released. And they say, wow, whoa, I don't have a problem with that anymore. I remember one time when we were at the food bank many uh, some time ago, uh, as we were going, going around and we were, um, you know, just fellowshipping, hugging one another. One lady came up to me and uh, she asked for a hug. I said, oh, sure. Come on. Hug. And as I was holding her, she began to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was my uh, my thought as well. Like, oh, my God, where's my wife? around? <laughs> you know, I just reached out. <laughs> OK, uh, by this time here, I'm trying my best to let go. She's she's holding on tighter and tighter. I'm thinking, oh, my God, was everybody thinking in here? Something's going on. So I just said, "Okay, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And she finally released and said, I felt the power of God. I said, well, praise God. Uh, well, praise the Lord. And she sort of walked away. That following week, she came back and she testified. She came up, she said, can I give testimony? I said, sure. She said, she got the mic and said, I washed my hair. I thought, well, she said, okay, everybody's like, okay. <laughs> she said, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. I haven't washed my hair. I think she said in months and months, it would burn, it would burn, it would burn. So I didn't wash my hair. But when I hugged you and I went home, I washed my hair. Amen. I said, Praise God. And, and we all just rejoice. Hallelujah. Now, in that moment, and, and there are other times, so I give you, but we're short of, short of time. I didn't pray, but because I have lived a prayed up lifestyle, I basked in his glory. He that is in me has come upon me. And at different times, he reaches out and touches. So I'm not telling you something that's just in a book or that's a fairy tale. I'm not telling you the working of miracles is, is for you because we want to raise an offering. I'm telling you because this is your right. This is your inheritance. Jesus is the goal. He is the standard. And what he walked in, the power that he walked in is what you can walk in. What he did, he said you will do. And that must become true to your life in reality. Gone are the days of superstar preacher. Where we come to the church and say, well, let my pastor pray for you. No, you pray for him. You are authorized by God to perform miracles. You are authorized by God to turn the tide. I told you uh, when Deacon Armstrong, when he was when they had pronounced him dead, and they pronounced him dead. I was I was holding him in the hospital room and he died in my arms. I saw his eyes roll to the side. I knew the man had died right there in my arms, called the nurse in. And I thought, oh, my God, his wife is gone. Kelly and Lisa have gone. Why would you have to do this on me? Really? That's what my fault. <laughs> you know, they were up here all day, all night. And as soon as they walk out the room and then here he dies right here in my arms. Oh, my God. That was the first thing. Panic hits me. Panic hits me. I'm going to have to call his wife now. Oh, my Lord. Just being honest with you. But the very next moment, faith kicks in. The nurses come in. They begin to call cold blue, cold blue, cold blue. Doctors come from everywhere. Nurses run in and they're running in. There, and I, I have to get out, have to get out, have to get out, get outside. And they see him. They begin to work on him. And I get in the hallway and I get on my knees. I get this who watching me or whatever. And I begin to call upon the name of Jesus. And I begin to ask the father, restore his life, restore his life, restore his life, restore his life. Began to war for his life. Bind the spirit of death, commanded to go in the name 
name of Jesus. Restore his life. Restore his life. Meanwhile, they're coming back in with x-ray machines and they're still, oh, not the middle. But they're still working on his chest, doing chest compressions and an airbag and all that. And I hear them down the hallway, give me a CPC and all this stuff, all this stuff. And, they, and still, I still hear them hear, I hear them out of one ear. I can't get a pulse. I can't get a pulse. I can't get a pulse. And I'm saying, Father, restore his life. Restore his life. Restore his life. I bind the spirit of death. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Restore his life. Restore his life. And seven minutes later. He was revived. Are you hearing? The natural flow of things was interrupted. The natural flow was interrupted. I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to build myself up. I'm telling you as an example of that this stuff really works. Don't leave it to your pastor because you are authorized to work in miracles. Just believe the Lord. Are you hearing me? Say with me, it is my right. It is my right. My privilege. My responsibility. To show the world Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. We'll stop there today. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We pray that you were richly encouraged by today's message and that you've received a great blessing. Don't forget to contact us on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. We'd love to see you in a live service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. And on Wednesday night, we start at 7 p.m. Come on out. Everyone's invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would so love to connect with you. And don't forget to stop by our website and check us out. Once again, our web address is www.kingdomrock.org. Well, until next time, my friends, remember that Jesus loves you so very much. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. God bless you. And we'll see you next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio.